for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past. Any and all, I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking. And all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So, what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 313 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are part of the Going For Two Live podcast network. We have shows literally every day of the week. Uh, you could find us uh, right here on Wednesday nights on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. Uh, if you are currently watching us on Twitter, we cannot see your comments. Twitter has never fixed that. So uh, please go find us on YouTube. Uh, that's just youtube.com backslash at going for two live. And then we can see your comments. You can interact with the show. All right. I am here with my co-host as always, Mr. Ryan Searfoss. What's up, Ryan? Oh, nothing, man. Just excited to have JD here. It's been a while. Has been a while. Has been a while. So let me go ahead and introduce JD. It's been so long. Like, I got to introduce him all over again. JD, of course, is the founder of the Goat District, uh, Goat District Podcast. You can follow him at JD Goat District. You can follow the podcast at Goat District. What's up, JD? What's up, Jeff? Ryan, always a blast. I can't believe it's been two years, man. You said that, and it's, you know, like you said, your beard, my beard, everything's getting gray. <laughs> yep. Every, you know, we just keep getting older, but uh, yeah, man, another season coming up. It's exciting, but I, I couldn't believe it's been two years. I appreciate you guys having me, man. I always love coming on. You guys always have an interesting show sheet, which is fun. Good stuff, man. Yeah, glad to have you. Definitely not going to have it go two years again, that's for sure. Um, so real quick for my listeners that, that don't know who you are, kind of give us a rundown of, of Goat District and, uh, and what you do in the fancy space. Yeah, man. If you check out Goat District on YouTube, uh, at Goat District on Twitter, if you want to follow us there, we talk high stakes fantasy, dynasty, redraft, best ball. We bring in the biggest winners, the best analysts, the biggest guests uh, on the show. Some of the biggest high stakes players on the planet. Uh, on the regular, we've got DOG Fantasy who uh, works with us. We've got Dan Williamson, an overhyped sleeper. And every once in a while, we've got our buddy, Andrew Schellenberg, uh, Schellenberg comes in and drops in uh, for a little treat. But uh, good little group. Like I said, we bring in the best. We love hammering these guys and, and getting information to help us in our high stakes leagues. And that hopefully helps our audience. And uh, yeah, man, check us out. We do uh, Ball in Live, which is a live best ball show. Once a week, we do a live draw, live draft uh, on the FFPC. And um, we do a dynasty market check, which is focused on dynasty values, trades, that sort of thing. And then we've got our main show on Wednesday night, the Goat District. So, yeah, man, check us out uh, on YouTube and on Twitter. Yeah, good stuff, man. Their show is definitely good. It's one of my favorite sort of independent podcasts to listen to. Uh, so definitely, guys, go check that out. Uh, as always, guys, today's brought to you by today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their industry-leading fantasy best ball leagues. Uh, they have huge tournaments, private leagues. Pick them for every major sport. Uh, you can sign up using our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. 
It's as simple as that. Sign up. Use promo code GF2 and start drafting your best ball teams. Uh, we have an awesome show tonight, as uh, JD kind of alluded to a little bit here. We're going to do some combine reactions. You know, combine just happened this past weekend. Uh, we'll do some fact or cap uh, for those old people that don't know what cap means. It just means false <laughs> <laughs> fact. Or I had to maybe. ask. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, and then we're going to mock draft some receivers over the age of 25 years old. Uh, everyone's talking rookies right now, so we want to mix up a little bit and do some guys that are a little bit older uh, and do a draft for them. But first, we always kick off everything with our nonsense draft. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. Today, we are mock drafting the best movies with one word titles. And JD, you got the 101. So go ahead and kick us off here. Easy peasy. Rounders. Rounders. That's a great one. I did not have that on my list, but that is a great pick. That is a great pick. yeah, so I got the 102, and now I feel like, damn, I should have had that one as number one. But uh, <laughs> uh, So when I was first doing my research, I was kind of thinking this was going to be difficult. And then I realized there's probably five movies on my list that are in my top ten all-time movies. Just not even one-word titles, just in general. So I think this is a lot easier than I thought it was. Uh, it so I, was. Yeah, Agreed. It, it really was. I thought it was going to be difficult. I should have done like seven word titles or something really difficult. But uh, I don't know how you search that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with uh, a movie that I watched um, on VHS way back in the day. And it came on two VHS because it was like three and a half hours long and you couldn't fit it all on one VHS. Oh, and I know what it is. I, I bet you don't. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. It's uh, it's it's Braveheart is the movie that that is not, not yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, that was my favorite like movie like in the, in high school. I watched that movie all the time, and you know, I would sit there three and a half hours and watch that movie. I wore it out. I think that VHS has uh, seen better days, but yeah, that's my favorite movie of all time. I think so. That's definitely my one hundred and one there. But Rounders was definitely going to be up there if I had thought of Rounders. That's a great call at the one hundred and one. All right, Ryan, you got the one hundred and three. So I tried thinking of the movies without looking them up so it kind of got weird (laughs) um but i'm going with like a dark horse movie i loved when i was younger uh it's called snatch oh i thought my list with old guy itchy movie like brad pitt benicio del toro vinnie jones jason statham i freaking love the old school like is that the one where is that the one where you can't understand uh brad pitt 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 at all yeah yeah Yeah. he's the pikey boxer bare knuckle boxer you like dags do i like like what do you like dags Yeah, that, that movie was awesome. That's on my list. That's in, That was one of the ones that's in my top 10 of, of all-time movies. I love that movie. Um, I, thought, I thought that was going to be real weird for that one. Yeah, no, that one was good. I don't know if you've ever watched the other one, too, uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yep. Every one of his movies, love them all. Yep. Rock and Roller. Yep, they're all yeah. good. Got Richie's. All of his movies are similar, but I love them all. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, we're back to you, JD. What you got for number year for your uh, 104 pick here? I I got a I could go so many ways, but I, one of my all time favorites is Heat. I love Heat. That's another. Uh, I remember having the DVD for that thing, and and you know, kind of like you talked about Braveheart. I've watched that movie a million times. Uh, just love everything about it. The cinema, cin, cinematography of it, the act, you know, the the actors, the casting, everything, storyline, just a great movie. Absolutely, that's a, that's a great that's a great pick. Wasn't on my list either. So you're doing you're doing good here, JD. You're getting the one. You're getting the sleepers that no one's thinking about. I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm up here at the 105, and uh, Ryan took my pick here. I was hoping that Snatch would have fallen to this pick. That's what I would have gone with here. 
Um, but I'm gonna go with another movie that I loved. Another movie, probably in the '90s, that I wore out. Um, it has some of the great uh, lines from uh, from Val Kilmer, uh, who played Doc Hollywood or Doc Holliday. Uh, Tombstone is uh, is is a movie that I loved back in the day, and it's got some of the greatest. You know, uh, I'm your Huckleberry, and some great quotes from that movie that you can go look <laughs> up. But uh, it's a it's an awesome movie. Tombstone is my 105 pick here. Ryan, you got the 106. I'm going with the movie that's just kind of lived in the back of fear of my mind since I've seen it. And that's Jaws. It's just an all time classic. I refuse to be the deepest person in the ocean anytime. I always make sure somebody else is in front of me just so they get munched on before me. And it's just never left my brain. Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. That was uh that was one of the best uh shark movies I think of all time right there. It's one of the best horror movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a real fear for people getting launched on by a shark. Absolutely, especially especially back then, right? Back like that kind of movie. Yep. Those yeah. effects, those effects were were pretty effective back then. Absolutely. Yeah, it was realistic back then. All right, JD, your last pick here at the one hundred and seven. What you got? I could go so many ways here. I could go so many ways. I'll go. I'm going to go with an obvious one, and it's at the top of my list. I'll go with Scarface. Nice. That was on my list as well. That's a great, great choice. Great choice. All right. Uh, I'm up here with my last pick. And um, uh, I got a couple good ones here that I still really like. But there's one that stands out. Again, another movie that I like the quotes of. Uh, and there's one scene that plays uh, constantly on TikTok. They'll show it over and over again on TikTok. Probably because I've liked it a few times. It probably gives me the algorithm now where I always get this scene. But the movie is Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Absolutely. That's a, yeah, that was a, next on my list. I yeah, love that. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, so that's my last pick. Ryan, close this out here. What do you got for your, uh, for the 109? My absolute favorite as a child, and I still will watch it and love it to this day, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That's a good one. That's a good one. Surprised nobody said Rudy. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> that one didn't make my list. I have a... I, I, I hate Rudy. You hate Rudy? I think never rated. I mean, there's I classics left, like Goodfellas, Rocky, Rocky you know, on my Casino. list. Seven. Yeah. I had seven on my list. Seven. Yep. Taken. Batman. Taken with with the, the the greatest phone call of all time. I have a particular set of skills. I know Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, his next ones were Titanic and Ghost. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, super bad could have made it. Yep. <laughs> super bad. Great. I was, I was thinking about Greece. Just <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I hope you weren't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Well, Terminator is a good one. In the Terminator, chat. yeah, that's another good one. That's a great Aliens, yep, Beetlejuice. I Beetle. feel like I avoided one. The one the word was a long word. You just went with the short ones. Yeah, because like when you said one word, I was like short word, quick man. <laughs> that's why Snatch popped into my mind and Jaws. Or, or you're not sure if it's one or two words, so you're like, okay, I'll stick to the short ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one it, it's listed as a one word movie it could but be one, could be two it could be, be hyphenated yeah, it depends on your mood good stuff alright, uh, let's get to some Combine review here obviously uh, your Combine happened this past weekend and you know, we as Dynasty people pay attention to it because it you know, raises the stock of certain players in, in, our, in our drafts and lowers some stock in some drafts as well uh, so JD, I'm going to just go to you first just the overall thoughts on the Combine uh, and, you know, kind of comment a little bit on the on the format this year. They kind of moved all the skill players to the weekend, which they haven't done in the past. So I'm just curious to your overall thoughts on the combine and how you think it went. 
So I like it and I didn't like it. Like for me, just because of my schedule, I have more access to, to anything football during the week, Monday to Friday. And then weekend, there's a lot of family stuff. I did happen to have a nice sauna session. Uh, we have like one of those infrared saunas and I watched the QB uh, session. I watched a few of the sessions. I love the combine. I, I think it's great that they did that. I mean, why not put it on the weekend when most people can, can probably watch it? They're not stuck at work and they want to see the, the skill position guys. But uh, yeah, man, if you're in super flex or tight end premium, I mean, this is going to be a fun year. You know, I think that's one thing that the combine told us. We've got three for sure legit quarterbacks. I think uh, we can probably say at this point. And I think that the fourth one might even be one of those guys that becomes a value and maybe surprises depending on where he lands. And, and uh, just with everything else that went on, the Ant Anthony um, uh, Richardson hype, you know, kind of building uh, Stroud. Stroud was my favorite dude. Uh, as a Colts fan, I'm really hoping that, that they end up with, with Stroud. Uh, answered some questions with, you know, maybe distance, but his accuracy uh, looked good kind of all over the field to me. He just looks super natural, calm, collected, you know, confident, uh, like everything he that he showed. Well, man. He's, yeah. he's, like, he's going to be a good, he's going to be a good court and he's more kind of ready than, than Anthony is right. Which, which oh, for yeah. a team like the Colts is, is what you want. The problem with AR. And I think, I think he's, I mean, how can you not be impressed, right? Everything about him ran like what a four four three officially was a four 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 initially. But again, if he ends up in the wrong place, the wrong under the wrong uh, coaching staff, maybe they rush him. Maybe there's pressure by the fans. I don't know wherever he ends up. You know how you you know how this is this yeah. league is right. Like everybody wants everything yesterday. So I think that a guy like Stroud for me is he's he's my number one quarterback. Um, at this point, just because there's, there's, yes, maybe the ceiling not as high. And I don't know that it's, you know, that much lower, to be honest. Um, but I mean, you got to be excited about at least three of these quarterbacks. I'm excited about all four. I think will look good too. Uh, you know, a different group of quarterbacks. So maybe wasn't as much hype around it, but he looked, he looked good. He looked confident. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, but the tight ends, man, like talk about a bunch of freaks, yeah. you know, and, and, and as a guy that plays FFPC tight end premium leagues, it's, it's fun to see. I'm not usually a rookie tight end kind of guy. Cause they usually take a while. Um, I rather pay for proven guys, but it's always interesting to see the, the depth at the position and, and the size of these guys, man, and how fast some of them were. Yeah. It's crazy. So you, you said you said uh, Stroud's your number one quarterback. Is that number one quarterback NFL and fantasy, or is it different depending on which one you're looking at? Um, I mean, I think that he's he's my number one quarterback fantasy, fantasy. Uh, as well. Like I said, I, I love the the what Anthony offers. You know, the the ceiling could be could be you know Titanic, right? right. It, it could be it could be huge. But I mean, Stroud in the right position, man. Yeah. Put Stroud in Indy, you know, add a couple more pieces. Um, and then even a lot of these other teams that that are quarterback needy, they have they have some nice pieces. You know, you Carolina's got DJ Moore. Um, Atlanta, we know the the youth that they have there. Some of these teams can make moves and and move up and surprise and and pick up some of these quarterbacks. But I think just the fact that we have, I don't know that people are as confident about the the quarterback class this year. 
and having at least three or four guys, I think, is is good for fantasy. It's good for football, um, and it's going to make the fight, the draft uh, exciting for sure. Absolutely. What about you, Ryan? What uh, what kind of stood out to you with the combine just overall? I mean, the quarterbacks look great, and like you said, and I don't think you can go wrong, especially with Stroud. And I know Bryce Young didn't throw, but he's still there for me too. And I kind of want to touch to the Anthony Richardson. It's just his his when you talked about his situation, I think it matters a lot. Like he needs the perfect situation and a team who will just embrace his skill set. But so it's a little scary there. Um wide receivers really stuck out just how deep they were, how it was like whatever flavor. Like there was a ton of like small fast receivers that kind of shows the direction the NFL is going with a nice mixture in, but man, this wide receiver group. It's eight, ten guys deep now. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who are going to go those first two days. And if you don't have a top three pick in the draft or top five with Superflex, trading down might be the way to go to just load up and take dart throws on these guys because there's a lot of talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's kind of what stood out to me, too, is the depth of the receiver. Because I've mentioned a few times on this show that I wasn't super excited about this draft class after watching a few of them. But seeing the combine and seeing some of the things that some of these guys are doing, I'm getting a little bit more excited about them now. And, and the depth of it is really key too. Cause like you mentioned, Ryan, that's, you know, end of the mid to end of the first, you're going to have a bunch of receivers go in our dynasty drafts. There'll be some good guys still left over in the second. Cause you know, a few of those RBs when they get good landing spots are going to jump up into that first round, pushing these receivers down to the second round. So absolutely. If you got like the turn, you got like the, the 110, 111, 112, and then of course the two, Two one two 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 three. You can really get some uh, some good receivers in that range. Yeah, and I feel like running back kind of went the opposite way at the combine. Absolutely, like they either didn't participate, and after the top two guys, they're huge nicks on a lot of them. Yep. Either they ran badly, they were sub two hundred pounds, like Zach Evans. It's like a lot, a lot of questions. There'll be a lot of role players, but there's a lot of questions in the class of running back. Agreed. Uh, let's go ahead and stick to that theme, Ryan. Give me a couple of the players that uh, sort of hurt their value with their combine results. Should I just keep adding on to the Keyshawn B- BDA? <laughs> go ahead, do it. Yeah. I mean, is there, is there anyone else that fits in this, like that, so, that blew it as bad as he did? I always, I've already been hating. I've already kind of specifically hated on him a little bit too much this offseason on the show because I don't think, I didn't think he was that great to begin with. And I thought there was a lot of issues. And Debbie, people just held on to him too long. But man, he just he dropped a big turd at the combine like at that size we've the other receivers that size were super athletic he had a 29 inch vertical there were or in his broad jump at nine foot ten there were eight offensive linemen who jumped farther than him <laughs> that's not good <laughs> eight offensive linemen who jumped farther than him. in a four five forty there was a tackle who ran faster than him wow bro like i'm sorry it may have been a guard but like it's crazy. You can't be that unathletic and have drop issues and yeah. other pl- and attitude issues. Like if you're a freak athlete, that makes up for it. But dude, you might not be. You might not, you might be lucky if you're a day three pick at this point. Yeah. Like he's always especially especially with this much variety that we talk about and the depth of the position and, and the kind of pick your flavor with all the different flavors. You know, you got the the smaller guys that showed speed. You got the bigger contested catching. The the high point guys uh that that are creeping up actually in in you know in our rankings which usually means that hopefully nfl as well see it that way but yeah it's gonna be he he definitely took the biggest hit i mean i I don't think anyone took a bigger bigger hit than him 
Dude, it, it was rough. Is it's there, almost the point where I feel bad bringing it up. He was 39th uh, in, the, in the 10 yard split. He was second to last in the broad jump, and he was dead last in the vertical. Ouch. That's not good. That's not Dude, good. 29 inch vertical is bad. Yeah, that is bad. You got any other guys on your list, JD, of guys that sort of lost value? Um, well, it's funny because I, I had him, and then I wrote also the RB class. Um, <laughs> just in general, <laughs> that, that's kind of that's kind of how I had it. I mean, you you've got you've got obviously um, Bijan that's cemented in, in that one, right? I, I don't know, generational if that's as far as I'll go, but he's definitely the the number one in his own tier. And then you've got uh, Gibbs looks good, um, and, then, and then it's just everybody else. <laughs> and then and then it is right. Like Sharps is probably the third guy, but then. I could like I've got you know Roshan guys like Roshan coming in and and you see like you see this all over the place right you see people's rankings all over the place and I think if you look right now going into these rookie drafts as as we're going to be going into them obviously the the NFL draft's going to change some of it but you kind of want to be in super flex like in the top eight probably yeah. uh, to get one yeah. of those and that's if you like four quarterbacks right. So that's four quarterbacks. You've got the two running running backs. You've got JSN, and then maybe you've got another favorite in there. Uh, maybe it's tight end Prem, and you've got your favorite tight end or something like that. Yep. Uh, Addison or, or one of the the receivers gets in in a good landing spot. But uh, if you want someone you know really sig- significant, like one of those top guys, that's basically where you have to invest. Otherwise, I think it's one of those years where you're you're probably able to move back. In your rookie draft, if you, especially in, if you're on the clock and there's not a guy that you love, yeah, that's perfect time to move back, get some collateral, maybe pick up another two guys a bit later on. You know, those late first guys becoming two seconds is is always a nice uh, thing to do, especially in, in a class like this where we're seeing depth at the running back and receiver position. Absolutely. Um, one thing I just want to say because a lot of people on Twitter seem to say he had a bad combine was Jalen Hyatt. Because his forty, like they they thought he was gonna run a sub four, like in the I four phase. I have him as a winner. A four four a four four flat is fantastic. Yeah, uh, a forty inch vertical is fantastic. His broad jump was ninety seven percentile. Like I saw people saying, "Oh, he's not as fast as we thought he was." Yeah, bro. I I mean, he was in the top he's electric. Yeah, hundred percent. I had him as one of my winners. I, I you know I mentioned that he had you know the fourth highest <laughs> vertical at forty. He had the best broad jump of all the receivers, like ninety seventh percentile all time. Yeah. Mims, Mims was quicker. Dude, Mims is ridiculous. Yeah. So he was a, he was a big winner. He was a huge winner. Yeah my uh, my my combine loser is is not really in what I think is going to be actual. I just think it's more perception because he ran a slow time and people think that it's going to be a big deal. And I think we're counting it twice. Uh, it Michael Mayer uh, ran a four seven. You know, we all had him as a tight end one coming in. People f- comparing him to Jason Witten, saying that's his comp. He's not super athletic, but he can just catch everything. He runs a four seven, and we're all like, "Oh no, that's that's not good." But you go back and look, the comp that everybody gave him, Jason Witten, also ran a four seven. So I mean, the comp fits perfectly. So why are we down on this guy after his four seven when we expected him not to run that fast? Uh, so perceived. I think value. it's it's relative to the other freaks, right? There there are freaks that were uh, six seven that went four five five, uh, four six four. Yep. You know, 100%. four six one. So it's it's all relative to to that year, right? And this year, there's a bunch of freaks at tight end, so that's probably why. Yep. Um, on mock draftable, like they have like the players who they profiled close to. Mm-hmm. Some of the names who are all pretty significant starters: Hayden Hurst, Pat Fryermuth, 
Dalton Schultz. All are contributors who tested it very similarly around the same size and weight. Yep. Like that's just what a prototypical tight end does. And these freak athlete tight ends, while they're super exciting and fun, they don't always stay on the field. Yeah. Like, look how inconsistent Evan Ingram's been his whole career until then. Look at the issues David and Joku, these super freaks. Kyle Pitts. Kyle, he had a thousand yard season. OJ Howard. Like, one, yeah. Like, there's a lot that goes into it because that position is just so intricate. It's the hardest so position. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, he is great for a reason. He does it all. And you don't need to be that fast to be quarterback's best friend and get 120 targets, especially if you don't leave the field because you can block. 100%. Uh, I'm going to kick off the winners here, and I'm going to stick with the tight end theme and go with one of those guys we mentioned, uh, Darnell Washington, ran a 4.64. He's six foot seven, two 264 pounds, uh, hit 21 bench reps. And then I don't know if you saw the sled when they were, when he was doing the sled. I mean, he just Bro. absolutely crushed it. Like he's one of those guys that are not going to come off the field. He's a great blocker. He's, we saw that one handed sort of spin around catch that he did uh, on the sideline there. That was just ridiculous. Uh, so he was a big winner for me and he might be the, the tight end one currently uh, in fantasy, I think with uh, with his combine and he jumped up a few spots because he was going like third tight end three tight end four. And most of the mocks I was doing pre pre uh, combine. Ryan, what you got for one of your winners? Uh, I am going off of a guy who I actually haven't even got to watch yet because he was that far down my list. And that's uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton from from West Virginia. Like the combine, like for people, if you watch film, you trust film. It's a way to find people who may have not been on the radar, who's not been on the main sites. But this dude is 6'3", 220 pounds. Uh, ran a four three eight forty, had a forty one inch vertical, had a huge broad jump in the eighty nine percentile. He did well at everything. Like that's a freak athlete, and the NFL is going to draft a guy who is that big and can move like that. Absolutely, that's a good call. And I I actually hadn't even looked at him yet, so now I need to go back and take a yep. look at him. Good stuff, JD. What do you got for your biggest winner? Well, he was, he's my biggest winner and, and maybe someone that wasn't necessarily on my radar. So I'm going to combine, combine the two. I'll, I'll throw another one for you in the other, in, in the other, uh, in the next question, but Marvin Mims, I mean, just running a four, three, eight, 94th percentile, um, breakout age, 96th percentile and uh 20.1 yard per reception in college. I mean, this guy is quick. He's uh, five five nine one seventy seven. Could use could use a bit of weight, but uh, at that speed, you know, in the right on the right team, you know how much the NFL loves speed, right? We we see these guys every year uh, shoot up the 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 draft capital with with speed. So um, I think Mims will probably be a guy that that keeps creeping up the um, the boards. Jaden Reed, um, not so bad. Actually, four four five for five eleven one ninety nine. Bigger guy, him and and Rasheed Rice are two guys that I really like. Just like high point guys that go up to get the ball. Um, you know, not the fastest guys necessarily, but good burst, really good burst. Uh, especially, you know, if can take off and 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 finally uh, can, can find the end zone. But really, like they they go up and get the ball, man. And I love those guys. Like the like Cody says, uh, Carpetier, the dogs, right? Absolutely. Dude, Rice performed much better than I expected him to. Yeah. Like, he really, he was much more athletic than I thought he was going to end up being. Absolutely. 
Uh, so just real quick, let's give a couple more. You can give either winners or losers. I'll kick us off here. I got two losers that I wanted to mention. Uh, one of them was a running back that was kind of clumped into the other running backs, and I think he's kind of fallen off now because of this, and it's Kenny McIntosh. Uh, ran a 4.6240, which just, if you look at the history of uh, running backs, a 4.6 is kind of that like dead zone. Once you're slower than 4.6, you kind of fall off there. So I think they expected him to run a little faster, so 4.62 kind of hurt him. And then the other one that everyone kind of thought might be the fastest uh, player uh, in the combine, I think even our guest before the combine uh, picked him as his fastest guy. First of all, he checked in at uh, five foot eight, one sixty five, which is really, really small. Tiny. But if you're like, oh, okay, maybe he's just really, really fast. He ran a four four nine. That's Tank Dell, and that is not good for a guy that size. Uh, so Tank Dell probably just just killed all draft stock that he had is, is for fantasy or for NFL. So he's basically a special teams player. I think his career, he's not going to see the field on offense at that size. Uh, so those are two guys I had as my losers. Uh, Ryan, just pick a winner or a loser you got that you want to talk about. Um, shout out to Jamie in our po- in the comments who just proved my point about people thinking Hyatt had a bad combine. <laughs> um, so that just threw me off. Um, Cedric Kilman, his teammate, he was another one. Like I just thought he was a very solid wide receiver, but he did he wasn't great at anything. But he did everything well. He caught well. He jumped well. He ran good enough for being 6'3 and running a 4'5'4. Dude, that's a nice combine. Yeah. For I like, a guy like that. Absolutely. You got uh, you got one more winner or loser there, JD? Yeah, I talked about some of these freaks at tight end. Zach Kunitz. Uh, is it Kuntz or Kuntz? Sorry, man. My my uh, my screen is too far from my glasses. My old man uh, glasses. Uh, at, least, at least you didn't say it the other way. 6'7", <laughs> <laughs> 255, ran a 4'5". Um, this guy's, he, he, I think about guys like Jelani Wood, uh, in Indy, just freaks. If you put them in the right situation, you know, chuck them the ball in the red zone and, and you've got a, a nice fantasy piece, especially in those tight end premiums. So it'll be interesting seeing the guys like Darnell Washington, you know, Zach Kuntz, uh, where they end up. Darnell yeah. Washington, man. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a freak. Six seven two sixty four ran a four six four. And that Jesus. and that and that one handed catch he had on the sideline, ridiculous! Like, what a freak! Man. Yeah, ridiculous! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, real quick, let's uh, let's go and just give us your uh, your combine MVP, Ryan. I mean, it has to be Anthony Richardson. Like you can't make an argument anyone else. He was the best combine ever at his position. He was like. 100th percentile Raz score. And he has himself in the conversation for whatever all now. There's not a single person who helped herself more than him. I know it's super boring to say, but I, it's the truth. He was unbelievable. He was. He definitely was. What about you, JD? Who was your combine MVP? Just because I know Chris Ballard watches this show, I'm going to take this time. He's a big fan. Uh, he told, he, I, I know he's a big. He, he 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 messaged me, man, before I came on. He <laughs> he wanted me to give you guys a big what's up. But uh, I mean, CJ Stroud, amongst all the hype around him, with Anthony Richardson, calm, cool, and collected, and just uh, looked fantastic out there. So I'll, I'll give him the the one B maybe as as MVP. Yeah, yeah. I I think that you know Richardson was definitely was the the combine MVP. So just to be different. Uh, I'm taking Jalen Hyatt. I mean, I know Ryan talked about, you know, everybody saying that he was never down. And I couldn't see it. I mean, every time I looked at those lists of, of receivers, he was towards the top of every single one of them. So maybe he didn't run quite as fast. 
Uh, trust me, when they're yeah, like, the slow the slow four four. Yeah, the slow four four guy. <laughs> a four four flat, it's just crawling out yeah. there. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. So yeah, I'll give him the, the the honorary combine MVP. All right, attention, dynasty managers. Managers, do you want something fun, fun and unique for your league? Uh, for as low as eight fifty a person in a twelve man league, we do live one hour personal league podcast dedicated to your league. We break down every team in your league. We rank them from worst to first. Just visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP uh, for details and to book your podcast. We do Dynasty. We do Redraft, Superflex Leagues, Vampire Leagues. Uh, we, we did a 20-team Empire League. We've, we've done all kinds of leagues. Uh, again, that link is goingfor2.com backslash PLP. Uh, the PLP stands for Personal League Podcast, so go book one now. And now, it's Fact or Cap. All right. With a lot of the question marks in the offseason, I thought it'd be a fun thing to do some factor cap here just to see where we think some of these guys might land or what their uh, outlook is for the season. Uh, and the first one here is the big one who just got franchise tagged, but they're talking about potentially trading him. Uh, and Ryan, of course, you're the Ravens fan. So I'm going to go to you first on this one. Lamar Jackson is the starting <laughs> QB for the Ravens in week one. Fact or cap? Oh, <laughs> his, his response just says it all, you know, and, and you're the first Ravens fan that I come across since this whole chaos started. So, I mean, I feel bad, man. I feel so, bad. like Baltimore's calling his bluff. Let's call it is like he wants this guaranteed deal that the NFLPA is trying to use him as an example because he is an agent and no one to advise him and tell him this is stupid. That's why five teams have said they're out already because he wants a certain amount of money. And when you have terrible organizations, such as the commanders saying, no, we don't want any part in Carolina saying, no, we don't want any part of this. Yeah. You know, something's up and it might not be greener on the other side. So I'm hoping he stays, but you know what? If they're high enough first, whatever, dude, 250 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I have no idea how it's going to go. Baltimore's essentially daring him to find a team. Who's going to give him this stupid offer. And when bad organizations are going out, there's not that many options left. Yeah, I saw a tweet and it made so much sense that the Ravens are basically asking other teams to do their to job for them. To set the market. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yes. It's really, I, I, the first day of it, I was very much against what they did. And then like when you keep hearing stuff about it, how they're asking them to negotiate, essentially show him that he's, he's not going to get what he wants. Yep. And say a team does offer him 220 and they're like, you know what? And like 190 guaranteed. And they're like, you know, we can do that. They just swoop in and take it. Yep. And if it's Houston, they take that two overall and snatch CJ Stroud right in front of you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like, it's just really hard because either the team can't afford it at $50 million. It's just, I, I don't know how it happens, but I have no idea. Yeah. And I'm frustrated by it. I just want it to be over. I don't care when it goes. I just want an answer. <laughs> so, J.D., what do you got? Factor cap for uh, Lamar Jackson week one. With the yeah, I, I think it's about a I'm a percentage guy, man. I, I say it's about a 55 percent chance right now that he does play for Baltimore. I think he's probably sour. Um, I don't think it helps that uh, he doesn't have an agent. Clearly, the collusion spin on this whole thing, the, 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 the collusion narrative, I find interesting with the owners. Just obviously Watson was not ideal if you're an NFL owner. This would be kind of continuing that trend. 
and just continuing down that road. And you could see why the owners probably don't want that to be the way it goes. So I'm curious to see how this plays out to see if does one of the teams, you got to think somebody, you know, just like somebody did for Watson with everything that was going on when he was, uh, you know, available. Uh, you got to think there's one owner, one team out there that is. Yes, sir. It's crazy that Atlanta was in on Watson and not in on Lamar. Oh, yeah, it is. That is but it's crazy how quickly they came out and said they were in on Lamar. Yeah, almost immediately mm-hmm. after he got franchised. You know, like that doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. Why, yeah. why would you not wait to see what's happening out there? I mean, anyone that doesn't have, well, oh, what did I hear? It's like one of those morning football or whatever shows they were saying. There's like 16 teams right now that don't have like locked in, you know, clear quarterback situations. And how is that possible? He's 26. The, the guy was MVP. It, what, what did they say? They're second last, I think, in the league in offense when he's not on the field. And they're like number one in, in the league when he is or, or some crazy stuff, like some extreme like that. I'd have to check the facts there because I didn't check those before I came on. But it's pretty, ex- it's pretty extreme, the difference, the splits in the games when he's on and off the field. It's very surprising that in this NFL, seeing how hard it is to lock in that position. Look at Atlanta. Like they, they've got what Desmond Ritter. I mean, as much as I've got Ritter in, in one of my FFPC triflex, that that's not that's not someone you want to, especially when you've got talents like Pitts in London there, you know. Yeah. Or Houston or the Raiders, they have nobody. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, you got Davis Mills, and I don't even know who's Stidham. top quarterback for the Raiders. Right? Is it Stidham? Yeah, Stidham, yeah. And you got, and they have forty-one and thirty-nine million dollars in cap space, respectively, and they could easily. No, Stidham's free. Stidham's gone. He's oh, not so in he's Vegas a free agent anymore. too. So yeah, wow. He's, so he's, Raiders, Raiders sure. have anybody? Pretty sure he's a very free agent. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Raiders literally have nobody. That's crazy. All right. Let's move on to this next one here, and I'll go to you first, JD. Uh, Chris Olave is a wide receiver one this year with Derek Carr as his QB. What are your thoughts there? Factor cap. Definitely has a higher chance. That's for sure. With Carr, uh, he gave us a wide receiver 25 season as a rookie with, you know, the Red Rocket and a bunch of bag of pucks, as we say up here in Canada, uh, chucking him the, the pigskin. But uh, we also just saw Devontae Adams give you a wide receiver three season with, with Carr at quarterback. So not that I think Carr is, you know, top tier quarterback. I think he definitely improves receivers uh, like like Olave, who are going to be targeted often uh, by Carr. I think it definitely helps him versus what he had last year. So his chances are definitely higher. I give him like, I don't know, 75% chance, 70% chance of being a top top 12. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, that might even be high. Maybe 65. Yeah, sounds, 65. Sounds better. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, Factor cap, I was about Olave. To say, I, was about to say six, I was about to say 60 or 65% chance. <laughs> Chase Garber. Chase, Chase Garber is the quarterback for the Raiders currently. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Poor Devontae Adams. Um, <laughs> dude, it's a really good chance. Only thing I think would keep him from it is just how stacked wide receiver is. But I'll say fact just because I can see the road to it. It's very clear. Yeah. That's uh, I'm with you. I think it's fact as well. I think I think if he had played, you know, every game this past season, he could have been even higher. Maybe not wide receiver one, but he could have been in that uh, top end wide receiver two category for sure. All right, we're running against the clock here, so let me get to another good one here. Let's let's look at uh, the guy that we haven't seen in a little while. Uh, Calvin Ridley is a top twenty four receiver in twenty twenty three. Ryan, factor cap. Uh, I'm gonna go with cap. 
I the way the team is and the way Trevor Lawrence showed, especially like he's so good at spreading the ball around. Like Christian Kirk had 103 targets, Zay Jones had 121, Evan Ingram had 98, Marvin Jones had 81. Like that pie is split up as evenly as you can get. And in a pie like that, if you're not the top guy who Christian Kirk's paid like he is, it's gonna be real hard getting there. Yeah. Unless he's touchdown dependent, which really isn't his thing. I see a real it's a hard chance to hit that top twenty four. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that's the, the same same argument I had is it's it's too even. Lawrence is too good. He doesn't focus on one receiver. He's got he, in his mind, pass. he's got, you know, two or three uh, number one guys that he can go like, to. Even his touchdowns are spread out. Yeah. Like everything. Yep. What about you, JD? Calvin really top twenty four factor cap. Yeah, it's funny. I was gonna say unpopular uh opinion here, but I'm gonna disagree with Jamie with uh Ridley. I I'm gonna admit I was I didn't think Kirk would would do as well as he did in Jacksonville. I'm big on watching rapport with quarterback and he definitely built it with with Kirk. He definitely built it with Ingram. Ingram cool. is, is and one that was of my late. Yeah, like even even January, we started uh, drafting best balls in January and I was taking Ingram like he was in Jacksonville. I mean, why would you not bring him back? You know, why fix what's not broken? They're going to add Ridley to this offense. They're not going to put him in there to replace something because there's nothing that really needs to be fixed right now. They just want to keep evolving um, on what they did last year and improving. So Ridley does add another dynamic. I don't think in 2023, he's a top 36. Um, was it 36 or 24? You 24. Had him at? He's yeah, 24. 24. 24. I, I don't even know. Yeah, he's maybe top 20, 36, but I definitely I don't have him as a top 24. Maybe the maybe in 24 uh, things are different, yeah. but I, I don't think and, and the time off, you know, like uh, they, what do they call that in fighting? A rust, ring ring rust. rust, right? Yeah. Um, we, we, we saw John Jones. He's not John Jones, you know, he's John not. Jones, he's not John Jones had no ring rust. <laughs> he's not. He's not the goat. Right. So I, I, I'm very hesitant and when i see ridley go ahead of kirk in, in best ball drafts right now i i cringe like i'm I, w- I would take kirk ahead of him but if i can wait and get kirk that's even better even better the one thing no one's talking about and you know, this is a little bit off subject with calvin ridley is we're all talking about him and the gambling thing and being suspended but before that actually happened he had some mental health issues that kept him out of a few games from going to london and everything else like the michael thomas right is is that still going to come back and you know and, and rear its ugly head at this season as well i mean we all think oh he's in the clear from the gambling thing now he's gonna be good to go but is he gonna be good well, to go what was his tweet today did you guys see that he he tweeted out like a tweet or a message or he yeah, he, he, put sent some- him, he he did an article for the athletic or not the athletic the player player tribune Oh, okay. Okay. Like describe, like describing how that was his worst mistake he had in his life. Oh, wow. Like kind of just telling the world what happened. Interesting. I didn't get through the whole thing, but that's just what it was. I so it wasn't be- anything bad. I think it's a good thing for him to do to help his image. Right. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I hope he comes back and he's strong and he gives us well. another, you know, uh, top receiver uh, season. Just, I think it might take him a bit and, you know, especially in an offense that that's already clicking. All I know is he's going to help Trevor Lawrence, and that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. NFL wise, him is so fun. Yeah. The offense is going to be fun to watch this year for sure. All right. Let's get to our our veteran receiver mock draft Uh, guys that have to be 25 (laughs) years or older. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. Yeah, so I wanted to mix it up. I know every podcast right now wants to talk about these rookies and these young guys coming in, and we will eventually talk about them as well. Um, actually, next week we got John Lobb coming on to talk about them. So 
Uh, I wanted to go the opposite way here and get some of the older, quote unquote, older guys, uh, you know, 25 and older. So we're going to go ahead and uh, kick this off here at the 101 JD and tell me what you got for your 101, 25 and older receiver. For sure, AJ Brown, yeah. uh, Goat District, easiest uh, one on brand pick. I can't believe he's twenty five. Twenty five yeah, points out. You know what? You know how many. It's funny you say that, Ryan. I was going through this list, and there were guys like like Terry McLaurin. Can you believe that that guy is? He's twenty seven. Like, he's old. He's old, man. Like he, I, I didn't think he was that old. And there's a lot of these guys. You're like, man. That Calvin Ridley hasn't played two years. He's twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, AJ Brown, man, twenty five point seven. Um, as the wide receiver eight this year, yeah. I, I love AGB, and and again, that's his first year with Hertz. You you think that that's just gonna keep it blossoming out there in Philly? Agreed. That was definitely the one on one for sure. There was no no one even close to that. I think Ryan, you got the one on two. Um, he's not quite close, but he's damn good and still pretty young. And that's DK Metcalf. Yeah, that was my one. Like him and well. Gino look really good together. I thought about going one of the older guys who may put up a few more points, but he's so good. And said he's just 25, so he just got that cut off. So I'm going to go even older here. I know this is Dynasty, but I still well, thought it's going to be older because they're like barely. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, yeah, this, this guy's, you know, he's, he's approaching 30, but uh, he still has, he's still the fastest guy in the league, probably, and that's Tyreek Hill at 29 years old. Uh, he was receiver seven, I think, or receiver eight last year at one point uh, before Tua went down. So uh, I'll take Tyree Kill at the 103. Uh, back to you, JD, at the 104. One of my favorite receivers uh, with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I, it, like you said, closing in on 30, but Stefan Diggs giving us uh, wide receiver six, wide receiver nine, wide receiver three. Ever since he's been in Buffalo, he's been a, a top receiver. If anything, I see kind of a, a bounce back season. You know, as much as we say he was wide receiver six, we we had you know could have been better. Could yeah. always be better. Could always be better. And you could see you could see Buffalo coming back with a vengeance next year. So give me uh, Stefan Diggs uh, with uh, as what twenty nine. He's just he's just he's just turned twenty nine. So he's he's all right. Yep, a couple pick. more years. Great pick. Uh, but I heard great quarterback. I immediately thought you were going to say Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got the order mixed up here, Ryan, but actually you're the one that's up now. So go ahead and make your pick. You know what? Just for doing that and trying to mess the order up. Uh, I'm going Debo Samuel. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> and Jeff's reaction is all I need to go into my analysis. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a drop off. He's only 27. He's a huge part of that offense. And I think either one of those young quarterbacks, whoever it is next year, I think he meshes well with them. Yeah, that's that's a great call. That's who I was going to go with had I had that pick for real, like I have written down there. All right. So I am up at the 106, and I'm going to take the guy that every year I talk about him, and so does Ryan. We we love this guy. We can't believe he's still 25 years old. Uh, and that's, the oldest 25 ever. Exactly. That's DJ Moore. Uh, I mean, nice. he is he. I mean, he did it last year with Sam Darnold for God's sake. And he even had uh, what's his name, XFL quarterback that came in and, and had a, he had his best game of the yeah. season with him. Uh, Wait till he gets Lamar. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give this guy a quarterback, please. Anybody that's better than Sam Darnold. And I think he has a huge season. I uh, had a career high in touchdowns this year, which I think I had as my bold prediction. I had him with 10. He didn't quite get to 10, but he did have more than he's had in his entire career. So uh, I'll take more here at the 106. And let's see, 10, what are we at? The 107, JD? I'm gonna go. I like the DJ Moore. He was he was uh, he was next on my list. I'm gonna go Chris Godwin. 27 years old. I know just last year Tampa wasn't the best offense, but still got 142 targets, 104 receptions. Finishes a wide receiver 15 in a pretty awful, awful Tampa Bay offense last year. So I don't know how much help he he gets this year. Uh, whether it's Kyle Trask or I don't know who else, where else they can get help. Maybe. Miracle happens in the draft or something, but I do love Godwin. I, I did see some talk, uh, a possible trade. So who knows? Maybe they blow it up uh, and he ends up in a better place. But purely on talent, uh, age, uh, I love Godwin here. Yeah. He's another guy that I feel like is older than 20, than he is. And he just feels that old, but he's not that old at all. So that's a good call. Uh, all right, Ryan, 108. I can't believe I'm taking guys and be 30 by the time the season starts. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take Cooper Cup. No. I know he missed this year, but that t- defense is going to be, it's going to take a big step back. If him, it's, and when Stafford's on the field, Stafford has eyes just for him or guys who he thinks is him and he's confused. Like, he's going to get 150 targets for, until the wheels fall off. And I'll take that chance at this point. 100%. I was trying to look up while you were talking, because um, didn't he still end up like. Uh, he with you know missing half the season, he still ended up. I forget where he ended up. Ended up still pretty good as far as his overall stats in the little short time. Yeah, he still ended up as a wide receiver two. He finished at wide receiver twenty three on his total stats there in PPR leagues, and he only played half of the season. I, 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 he, I he was not realize he, he finished that high. Yeah, he was actually the wide receiver one if you look at fantasy points per game. Per game, exactly. Yep, yep. So yeah, he comes back strong. You're right. You gotta you gotta steal there at the. At I'm the, I'm a I'm a little little worried. Like. I, I, I sound stupid saying that about Cooper Cup, but I just like I'm in a lot of drafts right now, best balls, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but he's going off as the wide receiver three, four, or five uh, latest right now. I'm in, not um, there. Yeah, that's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, to me, to me, it's uh, to me. There's guys ahead of him there. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's see where are we at. I'm up at the 109 and. Um, so this uh, this list that I'm looking at on DLF, yes, it's nice. It sorts it by age, but it doesn't sort it by by ranking. So I feel like I'm going to miss somebody here. Um, but I'm going to take the guy that's, that kind of stands out to me. Uh, he's also 25, and I keep hoping for the breakout. I know we've talked about him on the show a couple of times, and I, I can't remember. I don't think Ryan oh, – yeah, wait, Ryan. Wait, wait, till, wait till CJ Stroud's throwing him, Tatties. Yeah, there you go. You already knew who I'm talking about, Mr. Michael yep. Pittman. Uh, yep. Get him a quarterback. And, you know, we saw in the beginning of the season when Matt Ryan was actually playing pretty decent, he looked really good. And then Matt Ryan sort of fell apart, and that whole team fell apart, and he kind of fell off. But uh, get him a quarterback and give him the ball. I think he's going to have a great season. So Michael Pittman is my choice here at the 109. JD, back to you for your final pick here. What you got? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's tough, man. It, it's pretty flat when you get to, you're either going for an old guy like Adams. Uh, we talked about Jacksonville. It could go Kirk. I mean, Kirk is is 26, ascending. Yeah, I might go Kirk here. 
Yeah, Christian Kirk's a great pick. Give, give, give me Christian Kirk. As much as Adams is is a solid top, you know, five six receiver, as long as he's playing, uh, we don't know who's chucking him the ball yet. And uh, he is on the other side of thirty, so we never know when that drop is. I mean, I think he's good for another couple more years, but this is dynasty. So give me Christian Kirk, uh, locked in contract wise, ascending offense, nice young quarterback, nice and sunny in Jacksonville. Yeah, let's love go it. Kirk. Good stuff. Ryan, your last pick here at the 111. Yeah, and I'm shocked he's still there. I feel like I should have drafted him earlier because he had 1,200 yards, finishes wide receiver 14, and is quarterback proof. And that's Terry McLaurin. That's a like, good, good pick. He has the most. Dish- he, he was wide receiver 14. He had 1,191 yards and five touchdowns last year, 120 targets, and nobody cares. Yeah, he's 27 years old. Nobody cares. He just drops commanders and drafts. And the Commanders could have a major upgrade quarterback. I mean, I don't know how you can, but they could have a major one. They already do, dude. It's Sam Howell. Didn't you hear? <laughs> yeah. He's a major Which upgrade. Which is an upgrade. 100%. I mean, the enemy's there. That, that's got to give boost somewhere on the offense, right? For something. Yeah, they, have a, they have a real offensive coordinator. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's like when we talked about Trevor Lawrence last year, where they just got him a head coach who was an adult. Yeah. And we saw how good it could be. <laughs> That was Ryan's favorite line over the summer, <laughs> over the season. Yeah, and I stick with it. Like you get the <laughs> players, coaches who actually know what they're doing a little bit, and they can skyrocket. I like that. Yep. I might, I might use that on Russell Wilson uh, this this, <laughs> yeah. this off season. I'll, I'll give you credit, right? No worries. I mean, I, I, it works really well for Russ, actually. <laughs> right. Good stuff. All right, I got the last pick here, and it's getting a little bit slim pickings. There's a couple guys. There's Mike Evans uh, on the board still at 29. Brandon Cook. Just make your homer pick. Come on, move on. Let's go. My, no, Debo's gone. Debo's off oh. the board. Yeah, I already yeah. did that one. Yeah. Just dismissing the other receiver in San Fran. I like it. Is he All over right. 25? He's not over 25. Is he Ayuk? He's 25 exactly. Is he really? I don't know why I can't find him on this list. I, I must have passed by him. I was looking at another guy that's, you know what? I'll, I'll go with Ayuk. Um, is he? I, I still can't find him. He's, tw- he's 24.8. That's oh, why. Oh, oh. He player, pro- I'm going to have to talk to Matt Kelly, man. Player profile has got at 25 right there. All right. So they I can't. it up for the season. I can't take him. So I will take another guy. He's he's on that cusp. He is 25. Uh, we saw what he did when uh, D Hop was out of the lineup. Granted, they won't have a quarterback probably for this year. Yeah, I like uh, that. But when he gets his quarterback, Marquise Brown at 25 is a, is a great option. And when he gets that quarterback there, I think he's even better. So I'll close it out there with Marquise Brown. All right. Yeah, we're 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 big on uh, on Hollywood on the on the Goat District, especially the best balls. He's he's nice value. Absolutely, uh, definitely nice value. Forgotten that whole offense in Arizona. I feel right now is is just really nice value. Yeah, they're all Kyler up. Murray's dynasty val- startup value right now is crazy. Is it insane? He's going around two. He's going like mid round two and super flex. It's yep. insane. I've seen them go. Yeah, mid 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 second rounds. Insane. All right, let's get to the final segment of the night. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, J.D., we've changed this segment a little bit since the last time you were on. Uh, now, instead of just giving us the guy, you got to give us some hints, and me and Ryan have to guess. And so far, since we started doing this, uh, we've gotten all of them without getting too many of the, the hints. J- Jamie and Jack got it last week, though. I, I think I got it. I just, I, you know, I'll, I'll give it to Jamie. I'll give it to Jamie. You, you did not get it. But. <laughs> How many hints? What's the just, record? Hint numbers. 
three, I think. Yeah, I, th- right. I got one. I got one really quick. Yeah, All one right. of them you got really quick. All right, JD, what you got? Has played a decade. Okay. Or has played or played? Or they're forgotten, right? So played a decade played a in decade. the NFL. Okay. Do they still play? The way you're saying it. No, they they played. Okay. You're not playing anymore. Okay. Played over 150 games. Frank Gore. Jeff, Jeff, you got a guess? Uh, That's two hints. We're yeah. going on three. So it was not Frank Gore. So Racked up over 8,500 yards. Receiving yards or rushing yards? That's not part of the hint. Oh, man. Oh, I, I like this. <laughs> You're just being evil. Yes, he is. Because I was trying to figure out, is he a receiver or a running back? Um, Are you not entertained? <laughs> Played a decade, over 150 games. He said 8,500 yards. Three, three top four seasons at his position. We're at four hints now. Mm. 150 games, 8,500 yards. Played a decade. I think the decade part is the key. It's a fairly short career. Well, not really. Yeah, it depends on what position he played. It's a long career. Number five, played for two NFL teams. But we don't get either one of them. <laughs> Played a decade. Oh man, this is tough. You're killing me, man. Des. Number six. Nickname White Lightning. White Lightning. I feel like I should. Eric Decker. No. Huh? Damian Landola. Just trying to think of white guys that played in the NFL. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Oh, wow, that's a good one. That is a good one. That is a really good one. I um, never knew his nickname was White Lightning. Neither did I. I've never heard that. <laughs> I, found, I found that today, and that was funny. I said I'll put it as the last one in case one of them know that. Yeah, I definitely did not. I was just hard to name white receivers that were good. <laughs> That's a good one. That's the first one we didn't get. That's the nice JD. You, nice. You, you were super. That was as cryptic as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> like, Played ten years. Like a few. We normally get like three or four in a row. Like the start before we start guessing. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was fun. That was fun, man. Good stuff. Like good I said, stuff. your your show sheets are fun, man. Like it's you know as a guy that that puts shows together, uh, you guys do a good job doing it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, that wraps the podcast up, JD. Uh, let's you know go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle one more time, where we can follow you at, where we can find the podcast at, all that good stuff. At JD Go District, at Go District for the show. Find us on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. Watch us on Spotify. Listen to us on your favorite podcast, whether it's Redraft, Dynasty, Best Ball, High Stakes. We talk fantasy football. We bring you the best. Come check us out, man. Hopefully you you like what you like and uh, subscribe and hang out with us all off season, man, because we're going to keep pounding and uh, like these guys keep bringing the content to help you guys uh, be better at this game that we all love. Guys, always a blast, man. I love hanging with you guys. We got to do this way more often. I mean, Absolutely. two years, still can't believe that. I've gotten grayer during that time, but um, 
we'll uh, we'll get you guys on our channel, and uh, hopefully we uh, we connect soon. Absolutely. Well, you, you have to step down because me and Ryan don't play too many high stakes leagues, so you got to step down from your your high stakes guests. No, well, we we'll we'll get you on. Uh, do you guys do best ball at all? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll get you on. We we can we can do uh, another platform or a smaller buy-in. It's not a big deal, man, Sweet. for sure. Good stuff, Ryan. What you got going on? Eh, same old, same old. Find me Twitter, Foss five three four. Find me here. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy uh, seven. As I mentioned at the top of the show, going for two live podcast network. We have a show every night. Uh, a couple new shows this this uh, this off season. If you haven't checked them out yet, some of them are not even fancy related. So if you want some interesting things, uh, Gladys has a new show called No Particular Order. Uh, it's just a bunch of crazy mock drafts. They had a serial killer mock draft this past weekend. So uh, check that show out. She's on Thursday nights. Uh, for Ryan, for JD, I'm Jeff. We will see you all next Wednesday. Love the game beats, by the way.